cut the sword for the Tamale Interchange, which report I had for you shortly. So what I want to know first is from the master project agreement. What is it about? Where are we with that project? Then we'll discuss the root aspects as well and other aspects. So, Doc, <clears throat> thank you very much for joining us. Um, it's been three years since the, three and a half years since the um, master project agreement was signed between Ghana and China for the Sinohydro deal. Where would you say we are with that project? Yeah, thank you, Bernard, and uh, good morning to your listeners. Um, I must say I appreciate the CTFM's um, intention to shed more light on the Sinohydro uh, projects and also educate the, the public. I, I, I hope we have ample time to deal with this matter. Um, before I, I proceed, let me correct uh, one or two, um, let's say, misunderstandings here. Uh, I had your colleague, my friend, um, talking about the fact that uh, under the Final Hydro Master Project Support Agreement, um, the intention was to mine bauxite uh, at Etiwa to offset that. This aspect of it that is true, um, that is, um, we have decided to use bauxite receivables to fund this whole arrangement. But let me say that the chunk of our bauxite deposit is not at Etiwa. So the, even though Etiwa is part of the forest reserves that has uh, bauxite deposits, our 70 to 75% of Ghana's bauxite deposits at Nyahini. So, Etiwa uh, it's not the prime focus, even though it is part of the reserves with bauxite. But if we are talking about the majority of our bauxite deposits in Ghana, it's not Etiwa, but rather Nyahini. Nyahini has about 70 to 75%. So, point well noted. So, that's the first correction. Yeah. Second correction? That's, that's, that's the first one. The second one was that is that it is nowhere in the agreement, and government has not even thought about it at all, that we're going to give our bauxite to the Chinese for 15 years to for them to mine for this purpose. That is not it at all. Uh, you remember when the vice president led the government delegation to China, and we came back from China, um, a whole package of discussion um, had been put out, and you remember the famous uh, $15 billion uh, package of which the $2 billion Sinohydro facility was part of it. So, arising from the top um, were outcomes of discussions that we had, and one of um, the components was the fact that uh, the Association of Ghana Industries um, were seeking to have agreement with the CNBM of China. The CNBM is like the sister uh, uh, association of Ghana Industries in China. That's how they call it. And on that trip, the vice president went with some members of the association of Ghana Industries. So they were seeking to have that collaboration with the CNBM of China for some funds to be advanced to the association members to ramp up uh, the industrialization agenda in Ghana. So that was more or less like a private arrangement um, intervened by the government of Ghana. And so the tune of um, uh, the amount that we're talking for that particular arrangement was $2 billion. And then also, there was this discussion with Sino Hydro that they could also um, 
team up with government of Ghana under the infrastructure for oxide butter arrangements to do some key infrastructure developments in Ghana, like rural electrification, construction of hospitals and clinics, bridges, interchanges, roads, affordable housing, fishing landing sites, and others. And so on that particular purpose, the government of Ghana was also seeking for a facility of $2 billion um, from the Sino-Hydro for that purpose. Then we had said that this was going to be a better arrangement and that we're not going to christen it as a loan and let it sit on the books of government at the time that the project takes part. And so the anticipation and the dream was that we were going to fall on bauxite receivables uh, to offset whatever uh, financial commitments that may be due from the side of government of Ghana. And to do so, uh, we wanted to make sure we have a bauxite refinery and mining in place so that we do not just mine raw bauxite and go for a pittance to to make such payments. And so we had planned to have an integrated aluminum industry upon which the bauxite refinery will come. And the cost of that integrated aluminum industry, as we had envisioned, was about $8 billion. Then on top of that, there was a discussion for another $1 billion facility to do other projects that government of Ghana was going to settle on. And then lastly, uh, we had had discussions with the government of China to free up the $2 billion uh, which was withheld from the CDB loan that was uh, contracted under President Mills and President Mahama. Remember, there was a CDB loan of about $3 billion. Uh, that was uh, hoping, Ghana was hoping to leverage on for infrastructure and other developments, but we realized about a billion dollars during the tenor of the previous government. So the vice president had led a delegation to discuss for the government of Ghana to free up the remaining $2 billion. So if you put all of these figures together, that is why we arrive at the $15 billion dollar package. It was in various components and various sectors of uh, agencies we are going to handle that. So the focus of what we're talking about here is the sino-hydro component, which was part of the uh, $15 billion package. Now, the sino-hydro aspect of it is completely distinct from the integrated aluminum industry. The point of commonness is that we would have to fall on the receivables or fall on the back of proceeds from the bauxite to offset any payments that will be arising from the sinohydrotic. But let me place an emphasis that sinohydro is a Chinese company. And even at the time that we came from China, we were clear in our minds that the partnership for the integrated aluminum industry could come from any investor from anywhere and not necessarily China. And that is what we are seeing today. So today, you see that government of Ghana is entering into partnership arrangement with a company called Rockshell, which is a Ghanaian company and not even a Chinese company. So the arrangement we had with Sino Hydro is that we need to ramp up our infrastructure. So we are entering into this master project support agreement with you to help with our real electrification, to help with hospitals and clinics, bird bridges, interchanges, rules, affordable housing, and all of that. And as part of the project, 
Sino Hydro had the responsibility to deliver this key infrastructure as determined by the government of Ghana. So it is the government of Ghana that sits down and makes a list of key infrastructure that we want to develop. Then we sit down with the Chinese team and then the Ghanaian team to decide on the scope and nature of this project as well as their cost. Once we both agree on the scope and nature and cost of the project, then Final Hydro goes into execution and it is an EPC contract. And for such EPC contracts, the engineering procurement and the construction is done by the EPC contractor. But of course, we have our local content regulations and laws also in Ghana. So the components of the project that must go to Ghanaian components had to go to the other side of the president and the rules minister. We're talking about the local content aspect of it. And we have to make sure that we follow through to that. And all the projects that are constructed today, the local content laws are respected. So Sino Hydro then has that responsibility to make sure that they deliver to the expectations of the government of Ghana as we have indicated in the EPC contract. Now, once they do that, we have a deferred payment agreement with them. And the deferred payment agreement has a three-year grace period and 12 years uh, payment uh, period. So in all, we're talking about, let's say, 15 years. So as and when the projects are completed, government of Ghana has 12 years to make payments for that. But once they start the project, because these constructions take time, they start the project as a grace period of three years. So until the three-year period comes, the government of Ghana does not have any obligation to make any financial commitments to Sino Hydro. So that is the whole arrangement of the Sino Hydro infrastructure for bauxite matter uh, agreement. Okay, so so okay. so let me just get a few points straight. You're saying that when the vice president came back from China with the 15 billion uh, dollar deal, it was a package that included not just Sino Hydro but many projects, which even includes the aborted NDC uh, China loan they were looking for. It was a package. That's point number yeah, one you yeah, made. Yeah, Good. Yeah. Then you're saying that under Sino Hydro itself. It's not necessarily the same as the integrated bauxite project. They are interlinkages, but they are two separate projects with overlaps. You're right. It's good. So so far, so good. Now, on the 15 billion project the vice president announced, apart from Sino Hydro, which we are discussing today, have we made progress on any of the others? Yeah, I mean, when you called me, the discussion was on Sino Hydro. Um, if, if you want us to have a discussion on the various ones, I may have to contact Association of Ghana Industries to see where they are for the CMB. That was uh, purely a private arrangement, just that uh, they were part of a government delegation um, that went and had those discussions. And then, of course, the integrated aluminium uh, industry project, which is the biggest one, about $8 billion, is what is ongoing now. Uh, I think some few weeks ago, the president commissioned the four projects under the integrated aluminium industry uh, projects. And in these four projects, we, we are having project one, which is the Awasu mine. Uh, we have project three, uh, which is the bauxite resources, another uh, once actually we have the vacuum modernization and then the Minahini mines. President has commissioned that. I think last week when President went 
on his tour to Asante region, he went to introduce a company uh, that has been tasked uh, with Atom Project 2 on the Minahini Mine workshop and introduced uh, them to Tumpo. And uh, my understanding is that from end of this month or next month, they are starting uh, their work. Giadek uh, has been set up. That is the Ghana Integrated uh, Aluminium Development Authority with the chief executive, which which is responsible for getting off tickets and setting up the refinery. So that process is also uh, ongoing. And the other that, uh, we can no problem. I, I, I don't intend to go into the 15. It was because you mentioned it. That's why I also yeah, went I, there. I, I so let's let's that. come back to Sinohydro. Um, for whatever reason, the road infrastructure component of the Sinohydro deal has become the most popular. And yeah. that's the one that generates the most talking points. In fact, when the uh, majority leader presented the budget in March on behalf of the finance minister, he actually said that the road projects under Sinohydro will be completed before end of 2021. If I'm quoting him correctly, this is what Osechi Mensabunsu said. So you shouldn't be surprised. In fact, let me read the quote for you. This is March 12, 2021. Roads under Sinohydro agreement to be completed in 2021. The Minister of Parliamentary Affairs has assured Ghanaians that the roads under the government Sinohydro agreement to be completed this year. According to him, most of the roads under phase one are at various stages of completion. And this was during the budget. Then he went on and on and spoke about different things. My question yeah. for you is, there were at least 10 lots of the Sinohydro deal that we know. And the uh, budget says at least the projects under phase one will be finished before 2021. Can you give us a progress report? Be yeah, so um, l let me run you through this. Um, so the Master Project Support Agreement with Sino Hydro was signed on the 16th of May 2018. And thereafter, the EPC and the Deferred Payments Agreement were signed on the 1st of September 2018. Commencement date and um, commencement date for laws 3, 7, 8, and 10 um, occurred on 28 December 2019. But I must say that before the commencement of the four lots, we had cut short for the Tamale interchange, remember, at somewhere April 2019. So the Tamale interchange short cutting to kind of um, signal the Sano Hydro project was with the Tamale interchange. And I must say that significant progress has been made on the Tamale interchange. My checks indicate that they are about 80% uh, of its completion uh, timeline. And so um, for the remaining lot, and the majority of these we're talking about, commencement was on 28th December 2019, for lots 3, 7, 8, and 10. We had planned to commence lots 4, 6 uh, on 21st March 2020. So if you look at the timeline, effectively, construction on the first four lots that had financial closure uh, under the Pando Hydro began effectively in 2020. Okay. And of course, COVID came and China was the origin of the COVID and the devastating effects that it had on the economy. And so things had to 
slow down back and forth. But even with that, uh, we've made significant uh, progress on this. And that is why um, in the budget, the minister has indicated that the projects under the first four lots that we had had financial closure, that included the town roads in the western region and uh, the PTC interchange, the Sunyane NFPC uh, roads, the uh, Kekos roads, and then the other interchanges and stuff. Those ones had commenced, and so we're very sure that by the end of 2021, we'll be able to complete um, most of these uh, roads. And I must say, if you go to Sunyane, the Dr. Bacon Road and all of that, uh, you see work going on those roads that we're very sure that most of them will be completed this year. Uh, of course, there may be one or two delays, some of them that uh, we, we missed the target of completing those ones this year. So the first phase had 10 lots, and that was $646 million. Um, approval for financial closure uh, was given for four of the lots, the ones that I mentioned, and so those ones commenced uh, effectively in 2020. So they have had roughly one year or one and a half years of, of their execution. And um, some few months ago, we had financial closure for the remaining lots uh, under phase one, which comprised the uh, 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 in a city Okay, I wanted to just I wanted to just clarify something. So you're saying that lot three, lot seven, lot eight, and lot ten, the commencement date was. Um, December 28, 2019. Yes. Which means that effectively they were to have been done in the year 2020. Yeah, they started in the year 2020. Good. Yeah, because it's just two days to the end of the year. So let me yes. remind myself, Lot 3 is the construction of the Tamale Interchange. Lot yes. 4 is the construction of the PTC Runabout Interchange, Second Itakradi. Lot 7 is the construction of the Pristia Township and Cape Coast Inner City Roads. This are ongoing, yeah. And then Lot... 10, um, I don't know if I have lot. Lot 10 is the Hohwe Jassi Kandoli Pepper Soup. Yeah, that one too is ongoing. Yeah. Good. Now you are saying that those 1, 2, 3, 4, 4 lots were delayed by COVID. How, how does that, the agreement was signed pre-COVID. And uh, the, the, very well. Yes, uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to understand how yeah. COVID affected the, the road project. Definitely, uh, you don't need uh, rocket science to know how COVID has affected uh, various sectors of the economy. Commencement for those projects uh, was 28 December 2019, two days to the end of the year. So effectively, um, commencement uh, started in 2020. Um, we are talking about interchanges. We are talking about major road networks stretching over 50s of kilometers. And we all know there's no way you can use 12 months to finish that project. Okay. So we need to be very real here that effectively commencement on this, apart from the Tamale interchange, which started somewhere April 2019, and even that one from 2019 to 2020 till now, we've seen significant progress. About 80% of it is done. The remaining of the lots at commencement in 2020, even if there had not been COVID and the contractors 
were supposed to work as they had to. There were no lockdowns and what have you. I don't think anybody had expected that they could use 12 months to finish those projects. So they started in 2020. Of course, COVID had its own uh, uh, slowdown effects on, on, on the projects. But if you go to Pristia, if you go to Sunyane, if you go to Cape Coast, if you go to uh, Jasikan, the two purposes, so you will see significant and uh, great activities uh, happening there on those roads. There's nobody that can say that of all the roads that we've mentioned that uh, commenced in 2020 and that's on the final hydro, go to any of the sites and you will see contractors there working. So the contractors are on site and they are working. I see. Uh, my understanding from Parliament was that the completion timelines for the the one signed in 2019 was 1st December 2020, and that the tax waiver had also been given much earlier in the year. Uh, in fact, the tax waiver of $69 million for equipment for Sinohydro deal was passed in May 2019, and the commencement date was 28th December 2019. Expected completion date was 31st December 2020. So, and then we also read that China had released money for the first phase. So, if money has been released, the um, tax waivers have been given and construction has started. Why are you saying nobody expected us to finish it within the year? Because that's what the expected commencement date in the agreement said. That, that cannot be right. The date for tax waiver cannot be synonymous to the date for the start of such projects. No, I didn't. I, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. No, you are you no, 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 no. I said no. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. Don't don't misconstrue. No, hold on. I said. Parliament approved sixty-nine million dollar tax waiver for equipment in May. That's what I said. Then I said, 20, 29th December of that same year, construction uh, was to have commenced. And then we were told that it was to have finished by 31st December 2020. So tax waiver is in May. Construction commences December 2019. Work is supposed to finish December 31st, 2020. That's the sequence. Please don't conf- misconstrue what I'm saying. I'm, 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 I'm not too sure of completion of work in 12 months from December 2019 to December 2020. I'm not too sure about that because we all know that you can't finish such an interchange in 12 months. I'm not sure about that. So I'm giving you the timelines um, as and when agreements signed, commencement started, and where we are today. Um, it, it would have been our wish that if there is any magic to go job to construct an interchange in 12 months, everybody will be happy about that. But practically, that is not possible. Um, the good thing is that of all the projects that we have mentioned under the lots that we had signed off and commencement had begun, anybody who moves to any of the sites is to go to uh, a chance the junction was somebody uh we start uh we 
okay your, your line your line is your line is going off if you can re- reposition can you hear me now? yes so you're, you're saying so far yeah. you, you you're saying that based on your understanding 31st december 2020 was impossible well i'm quoting what the ranking member for the committee said to us that based on his understanding of the agreement that they passed the sinohydro should have been completed by 31st december 2020 we can leave that for now the other point yeah, i note, uh, i note. no i'm saying we can leave that you've already addressed that. i'm just pointing yeah. out where i got that information from the other point okay. you said is that uh, lot four and six was also to have commenced my question is how come lot five doesn't ever get mentioned because you mentioned three seven eight ten you mentioned four and six lot five okay. appears to be the one that uh, at least our listeners complain about pretty regularly that's the adenta dodua dualization i don't get it mentioned in any of the, yeah, um, the com- communication. I, 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 I mentioned it uh, two moments ago. I said the Accra City uh, roads, the Kumasi electricity roads, the Adenta Dodoa uh, dual carriage, uh, part of the remaining lots under lots. This one that um, we had financial closure for some few months ago and so Works on those roads uh, are going to begin end of the year uh, and earlier the military express quarter of 2022. So those ones are uh, going to see activity on those roads uh, pretty soon because you've had the financial closure. They have entered the wise a dual carriage road 14 kilometers mm-hmm. and Sino Hydro is uh, the EPC contractor that is going to execute those projects. Okay, so to be clear. Tamale Interchange will finish before this year ends. That's not lot three. It will finish before 2021 comes to an end. That's correct, right? Um, that is the indication the contractors and the ministry are giving us. Prestia Town Roads and Cape Coast Inner City Roads also, based on the indication they are giving you, should be done by close of this year. Well, let me say this. Under the Master Project Support Agreement, Sino Hydro has a maximum of three years from the days of commencement of the works to complete them. Okay. So depending on where when they started, um, they are supposed to deliver the project in three year period. That is why under the deferred payment agreement there is a grace period of three years. Because the thinking is that um if you shorten the grace period and it gets to the time and they have not finished, then the incidence of the payment begins and becomes a problem. So for all the projects, they are not starting all of them at the same day. Depending on the date that they start, they have a three-year period to finish them. Oh, okay, then that's interesting because then what Jemens has said to us in Parliament in March could cannot be true then. <laughs> because he said that the project that have commenced will finish by end of 2021. And this yes. is, he was reading from the yes. finance minister's no, statement. No, he, he, he wasn't wrong. If you have a maximum of three years, and you're able to finish in two years. It's still within the three-year period. So 2021 would have been two years. And even because some of the roads have, uh, uh, let's say, shorter kilometers, you understand. And so a road that has is 50 kilometers, may take less than three years to finish. But there are some of them that are just about 10 kilometers, 8 kilometers, and it's possible they can finish. No, well, well he, um, you see, I'm asking because of assurances. If uh, a minister has presented before parliament a budget statement 
and he has said that the particular phase and the project started will finish by 2021 ending you can't say that there's a three-year window and because the two years within the three years it means that he's right i mean if he says they will finish within 2021 it means that it will not end into not enter 2022 so if you are now coming to tell me that well he's right but then there's a three-year window then which one should i take what you should take and i think um, you, you have the right to balance it between the two of them what i'm giving to you is that under the agreement we signed with sino hydro we have anticipated some timeline for the projects to complete and the maximum that had been anticipated was three years it may not be right to assume that all of them will finish in one year or two years or three years. There are some of them, depending on the scope, they may be able to complete in, say, a year or two. There are some of them they may be able to complete in three years. Perhaps if you read that statement that the minister gave and there's that quotation, um, I'm sure there would have been reference to the lots that they had commenced work on and given indication that um, they may finish in 2021. But as I'm saying, depending on the scope of the project, we had given a maximum period of three years. If some of them are able to finish in two years, that is good for us. But until they go beyond the three years, I wouldn't want to uh, say that if they haven't finished all of them in two years, it's a failure. All right, fair enough. Finally, We've, we've been talking about what we are getting from them, and we are all very excited about the roads. But I'm sure somebody listening to China will say, okay, but what about them and what they get? In terms of the uh, revenue from bauxite, are we, how far are we able to uh, make any payment to them within the agreed period in the agreements? Yeah, so as I indicated, there's a grace period of three years, and the fact that there's a grace period also doesn't mean that if the three years come and you haven't even finished the project, you can come to us for payment. So there's um, responsibility on them and responsibility on us as well. Um, on our part as government, um, we are moving quickly uh, to make sure that we are able to set up our bauxite mine and make sure that we get the bauxite receivables uh, to use to the financial obligations that uh, will be on us as and when they are due. And that's why we set up Deck. They are working. They've selected a partner which is Rockshell. Rockshell is going to commence work from next month on the Minahini part of the oxide reserves and uh, move on towards that to make sure that by the time the payment is due, we have our bauxite receivables. Let me also indicate that as part of the master project support agreement, government had anticipated, barring any other issues, that in case it happens, that at the time payment is due, um, our bauxite uh, process are not ready. Government of Ghana can use alternative means of financing to finance that. So that window is also created. But that is just an extension in case, in the extreme case, but um, in the first instance of making sure that we have our bauxite mine to get things ready, um, government is moving on. And let me say that bauxite mining in this is not difficult because bauxite is a surface topsoil. 
and so it's it's, it's not like deep uh, uh, deep well mining as we have seen in the good sector. What is important is to make sure that we don't just uh, rob off side. Okay. Let, let me let me just finally understand something in terms of payments. So. What we, I'm told we are using proceeds from our bauxite to pay for the roads. Now, the company Rockshire that has been uh, given the license to start, are they just going to export the export raw bauxite or they'll process it after which the proceeds will be used to make the payment? Well, um, government's uh, intention is to uh, have proceeds from value-added uh, bauxite. And so my understanding is that we are not going to sell raw bauxite. Raw bauxite in this sub does not end much. And so um, we, we have to add value to it if we want to uh, realize so much revenue from very little uh, bauxite. And so that is the government's intention. Unless, of course, I don't know the arrangements that GIADEC uh, has made so far in terms of uh, if it happens that we mine the bauxite today and we don't have a refinery, are we going to export to refine and get more value? Or are we going to sell it to all like that? But government's intention, as has been stated, is that we're going to add value to the bauxite before okay. we sell. So and we maybe I should be speaking to GearDeck, but I just wanted your general thoughts. So is, should I understand it that GearDeck is involved in this in any way? Are they the ones who would add value to the bauxite, convert it to aluminium? and then give the money to China in payment or give the aluminium to China? Because some people think China actually doesn't need the money. They need the aluminium itself. So if, if, yeah, if, if so it's within your remedy, if you can explain how that whole thing works. It can be either way. But first, Beardet is a government holding company that has been entrusted with the bauxite uh, resources of the country. So Beardet is acting on behalf of government um, to make sure the management of the bauxite resources, its mining, its sales, and other things are done well. So they are the ones that will enter into optical agreements and partnership with the private sector and do everything. It's a government holding company that to do everything on behalf of government. When they mine and they add value, they make sure that the, the, the infrastructure and everything is in place to add value to it. Whatever process that comes comes to the chest of government, it's government revenue. Um, it's either at the time that the payments are due, Sino-Hydro can say that quantify um, the bauxite process to give us the equivalent of how much you have to give to us, and which is allowed, or they may say, okay, we don't want bauxite process. You can go and sell your bauxite, whatever process that you get you come and give us what we are due in terms of payment for the final hydro projects. And either way, should work. I see. It would be nice to see the report. Just another final point. You gave me some timeline. You said that the Master Project Support Agreement, May 2018, EPC, September 2018, commencement date, 2019, December. The three-year grace period, are we calculating it from the May 2018, September 2018, December 2019, or when the project actually finishes? At the time that they, they start the project. Oh, when the project starts? Yes. I see. So what if the project delays? Because if, the, if you start a project, you're not able to finish within three years. Yeah, that is, I think I made that point earlier, that if you start, you're not able to complete. So you, you start a project, but you're supposed to complete. 
So it is only when you have completed the project that we have a full package that we are talking about. If you have not completed the project, it means you have not delivered your part of the agreement. So you cannot even come to us at all for payment. You have to deliver your part. But then, but then why are we calling it a grace period then? Because if you are supposed to deliver the project in three years before we start paying, and then you're saying it's a three-year grace period, of course. And it's not as if the money was advanced to us to use, right? They are, they are building the road themselves. So if they've signed a, uh, an agreement to start a project in, say, 2020, and they finish in three years, and then we pay when the road project is delivered, I'm, I'm not a banker, but I'm surprised. We are, why are we calling it a grace period then? Uh, it's a grace period because uh, maybe uh, I need to see if I can make a quick reference to the agreements that we did. My understanding of the legal terms is not. Aha! Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. You are also an economist, yeah. but but right. Because I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to understand uh, okay. because if they had if they had advanced money to us and then we use the money to do the road, we could say, well, it took us three years to build the road ourselves, but they okay, gave us the money three okay. years ago, so it's okay, a grace period. See. So okay. how is this a grace period? Um, maybe I can read something from here. Um, I don't know if it's some that. So government of Ghana, that is uh, page four of the agreement. Uh, I don't know if you call it clause 2.3a. So the parties agree that government of Ghana deferred repayment obligation to Sando Hydro the Sano Hydro arranged project financing shall be for a total of 15 years, but the commencement of payment terms shall be deferred to the date on which Sano Hydro confirms in writing to government of Ghana that it has secured the commitment for the relevant Sano Hydro arrangement project financing with the deferred payment agreement. Government of Ghana shall make payments in respect of the Sano Hydro arranged project financing with source of repayment that is subject to the parties in accordance with applicable law and Government of Ghana debt management regulation. Government of Ghana shall make payments for the Sano Hydro arranged project financing out of receipts from the transfer of refined bauxite, alumina, or aluminium to a strategic partner, Optica and where receipts from the refined bauxite are not sufficient for the repayment of the final hydro arranged project financing, government of Ghana shall use other sources for the repayment to final hydro. Government of Ghana payments in respect of the final hydro arranged project financing to final hydro shall be spread over a period of 12 years, commencing after the grace period ends. And shall be made in equal installments over the 12 year period. I don't know how you understand it in the legal terms, but this is how. Okay. Uh, we, 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 we will take it uh, on face value and hopefully get some uh, separate discussion of the terms because I feel a lot of people want to know as well. And you also yeah. know that, in fact, having a longer tenure of loan is not necessarily an advantage depending on your dynamics. So that, that we can leave for now. But thank you for yeah. talking to us. And for some of the timelines, so uh, at least I know from you that lot three, seven, eight, and ten will finish hopefully before this year ends. Lot four and six will also start, and then lot five and the rest as well. They are at a different stage. Yeah. So far, so good. So we'll leave it here. Thank you, Doctor Gidon Have a good morning. Thank you. So that was the vice president spokesperson. Uh,